Let's do this. Let's talk about talk. Hey there, I'm your communication coach, Dr. Andrea Wojnicki. Please call me Andrea. Welcome to Talk About Talk. I have a question for you. Are you a lifelong learner, always looking for research-based self-improvement advice? Or maybe you're in a rut, trying to get noticed and advance your career. Well, in either case, or maybe both cases, I'm here to help you out. Talk About Talk is a learning platform, an online resource where you'll learn how to boost your communication skills. We talk about things like networking, storytelling, body language, and communicating with confidence. Talk About Talk makes it so easy for you to become a skilled communicator. If you go to the Talk About Talk website, you'll see a variety of resources, including free weekly communication coaching through the newsletter, academic and white papers, books and other resources that I recommend, one-on-one coaching, online courses, and of course, an archive of well over 50 podcasts. And I update the website with new resources every single week. This episode is the first of two episodes where we're tackling the topic that I'm asked about more than any other, communicating with confidence. Of course, it's important. According to Fast Company, communication skills are vital. And Sir Richard Branson says that communication skills are the most important skills that any leader can possess. But they don't teach us how to communicate with confidence in school, do they? Recently, I was asked to give a talk to a group of professionals about something related to communication skills. So I emailed them a few options of specific topics that I could cover. Guess which topic they chose? Communicating with confidence. I get why this topic is so salient. Confident people are trusted, they're admired, they're listened to, and they're more likely to get promoted and become leaders. We all want to be trusted, admired, listened to, and promoted, right? Yet, confidence can be a big challenge, to say the least. There's good news, though. The good news is that confidence can be learned. In these two episodes, you're going to learn two really important skills. First, you're going to learn how to mentally prepare in advance of a big event. The big event could be a presentation that you're giving or a big meeting that you're leading, be it online, a Zoom meeting, or maybe in real life. Or... I know a lot of artists. Maybe you're showing your work at a show or a gallery and you need to be there talking to potential buyers with confidence. Or maybe you're preparing for a job interview. That's what we're covering in this episode. It's not about the content. I'm not coaching you on how to write your speech. Rather, we're talking mental preparation. The four P's of preparing for a big event. Preparing to communicate with confidence. In the next episode, part two of Communicating with Confidence, you'll learn a powerful formula to help you in the moment. It could be in the moment at the big event, when you're on stage or in an interview or a big meeting, but it could also be in the moment in any situation, however trivial, when you feel that shot of adrenaline and you suddenly feel self-conscious. You need a confidence boost. That's what we're going to cover in part two. The combination of these two episodes will be your secret weapon when it comes to confidence. This stuff will become second nature to you, and it can propel you and your career. You won't be thinking about your nervousness anymore. Instead, you'll be focused on the message that you're trying to communicate. Can you even imagine? Okay, let's do this. Whenever I think about my own confidence, I vividly recall being a keen young brand manager at Craft Canada. I was excited and horrified to have the opportunity to formally present my brand plan at the annual national sales meeting. 
When I got behind the podium, my throat dried up and my body temperature escalated. I grabbed that podium tight. I started sweating and shaking. Have you ever felt any of these symptoms? Well, it gets worse. When I got off stage, my boss grabbed me and she said, are you okay? Your face is as red as your hair. I bet most of you have never heard that before, have you? What a disaster. Fast forward to today though, and I can tell you honestly, I love presenting, be it public speaking, teaching, or yes, podcasting. I attribute this transformation to two things. You can probably guess the first, practice. Lots and lots of practice. I never declined an opportunity to get back up on stage. The second thing, well, my insatiable desire to learn. I cataloged many valuable tips and tactics that have helped me now enjoy presenting. These are the other things that we'll focus on now and in the next episode. All right, let me start with this. If you have a big presentation or some event coming up that you feel nervous about, you should first remind yourself that most people feel nervous about these important opportunities. And in fact, nervous energy can enhance your performance. You've probably heard this before, right? Well, Mark Twain has a saying, there are only two types of speakers in the world, the nervous and the liars. I think it's true. We're not so special. Everyone feels nervous. But nerves can be debilitating, right? So here are my four suggestions for how you can mentally prepare for this big event. I labeled these four suggestions as four P's to make them easier for you to memorize. Are you ready? There's practice, proverb, pep talk, and pirate. So the first P is to practice. No surprise. Practice as in rehearse. Yes, it's a cliche, but practice really does make perfect. If you're giving a speech or making a sales pitch, rehearse. If you're preparing for a job interview, practice your answers to anticipated questions. If you're going to an important networking event, remind yourself and practice the names of people who you think might be there. Skilled presenters practice their speeches over and over again until they nail it sometimes in front of people, but more often behind closed doors in an otherwise empty room. When I was a doctoral student, I used to stand up in my office and practice my academic presentations facing a blank wall. Then there are the elite athletes who practice their sport until muscle memory kicks in. My friend Stephanie Rudnick learned the importance of practice as a young basketball player. She ended up playing university basketball, and then she founded Elite Camps, Canada's biggest basketball training camp. She's also an author and a speaker. When I interviewed Stephanie for a Talk About Talk podcast episode on coaching, she talked about how we all have a magic number. What's a magic number? It's the number of times we have to practice a speech to nail it. Stephanie said her magic number is nine. She runs through her speeches nine times before she feels ready to present. What's your magic number? I think mine's four or five. Your magic number might go down over time as you practice practicing, but even the most seasoned presenters practice and rehearse, right? So the first P in mentally preparing to communicate with confidence is practice. The second P is proverb. Proverb as in adopting a mantra. Adopting a proverb or a mantra is a simple but powerful technique to focus your thoughts. So memorize a short sentence that you can think and say to yourself when you need it. In podcast episode number 22, I interviewed tenured business school professor and part-time stand-up comedian Hilary Anger Elfenbein about how to be funny. 
What does Hillary say to herself when she walks out on stage? Get this. She says, I own this room. I can just imagine her taking a deep breath and whispering, I own this room. Don't you love it? Another friend of mine, a podcaster who's also an ER nurse, one of those amazing people who hops on helicopters to save lives with critical care transport teams, she also shared her mantra with me. It's lock and load. That's what she says when she feels that adrenaline pumping. Lock and load. Phew! For centuries, Hindus and Buddhists have used mantras, repeated words or sounds, to help them focus in meditation. The idea of repeating a statement verbally and in our minds to focus our thoughts makes a lot of sense. It's like formalizing self-talk. So think about a short and inspiring sentence to focus your thoughts. Once you have your mantra, it helps to internalize it by going multimedia, as in internalizing it three ways. First, print it and read it. Then, say it in your mind to yourself. And then, say it out loud. You're more likely to successfully internalize it if you read it, think it, and say it. And I have a few suggestions for memorizing and reminding yourself about your mantra. First, you can make the mantra your screensaver. Or you could type the mantra on the top of your to-do list. Or you could post the mantra on your bulletin board. Or you could even print the mantra and put it in your wallet. All right, that's the second of the four P's of mental preparation. Now we've covered practice and proverb. The third P is pep talk. There are a few reasons you might want to get a pep talk. Surely it will increase your confidence. You might also learn something that makes your communication even more effective. If you have a life coach or an executive coach that you work with regularly, then you probably benefit from pep talks like this all the time. Otherwise, you'll have to seek someone out. It could be your partner, a friend, or perhaps a trusted coworker. Yes, it's an imposition, but in my experience, people are usually very honored to be asked. I did exactly this several months ago. I was invited to go on stage with some improv actors. As you can probably imagine, I was really nervous. So I scheduled a pep talk for the day of the event with my friend Angie, who also happens to be an executive coach. She successfully calmed my nerves and gave me some great advice. Thank you, Angie. If you want to see a picture of me with all the improv actors, you'll find it in the show notes. Anyway, that's the third P, pep talk. So we've covered practice, proverb or mantra, and pep talk. What's the fourth P of mental preparation? It's pirate, as in copying that confident feeling. Have you ever heard the saying, the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior? That's the idea here. You're copying yourself. I first learned about this concept of borrowing some confidence from your past from my podcasting friend David Nabinsky and Dara Brustein. You can copy confidence, not just from your past, but I would add you can also copy confidence from others. Pirate the confidence you see in someone you admire, someone who exudes confidence. Think about your favorite performer on stage. Imagine yourself feeling that confidence, then emulate it. As a young faculty member years ago, I was asked to give a marketing lecture in the biggest auditorium at the university. At the time, I was used to the MBA classroom with just 70 to 80 students. This was significantly bigger, like hundreds. I couldn't even see the back of the auditorium. And there was a spotlight on me on stage and I was mic'd up. Yes, like a rock star. So I copied some confidence. This is a bit embarrassing, but I'm gonna tell you. I channeled Madonna. I had a mental picture of Madonna on stage at a concert. I emulated her. 
No, I did not sing, I did not dance, but I definitely did feel her confidence. And nowadays, when I have a big presentation, I sometimes emulate that confidence that I felt during that big university lecture. I remember how it felt, and that gives me confidence that I can do it again. So do you remember that time when you rocked it? When you gave that presentation that felt so great, and then you received so many compliments? Do you remember that feeling? Well, channel that feeling. Go ahead, think hard about that success that you had. Copy that confidence from the past and make it a reality once more. If you channel what you did and how you felt the last time you rocked it, then you'll be able to replicate or pirate that experience. All right, that's it for the four things to help you mentally prepare to communicate with confidence. Be it a presentation, a job interview, or whatever the event is. I hope you find this four P's framework helpful. Remember I said that I labeled them as the four P's to make it easier for you to memorize. Do you remember the four P's? The first one is easy, practice. Then there's proverb, pep talk, and pirate. So first there's practice, as in rehearse. And second, proverb, as in adopting a mantra. Third is pep talk, as in talking it through with a trusted colleague. And last, pirate, as in copying that confident feeling. If you go to talkabouttalk.com, you'll find a printable summary of these four P's in mental preparation. Just go to the podcast tab and click on show notes. Print it and reference it the next time you're mentally preparing for a big presentation or an interview. Now, I'm really excited about the next episode, part two on communicating with confidence, when you'll learn the five steps to run through when you feel that shot of adrenaline in the moment. This is a five-step formula that I've used many, many times myself and that I've coached others through too. And I promise this will feel like a secret weapon for you. Speaking of secret weapons, are you signed up for the Talk About Talk newsletter? If not, you are really missing out. I share lots of communication coaching tips in this newsletter. It's free and it's just once a week, never more and no spam. Just go to the talkabouttalk.com website or email me directly and I'll add you to the list. As always, I'd love to hear what you think about this episode, any ideas you have for future episodes, or anything else. You can email me anytime at andrea at talkabouttalk.com. Thanks for listening and talk soon.